Welcome to another episode of Them Aspergers. Hello! Yes. So, we are doing our second part of the episode we did last week. But, first, as per usual, anything new with you? No. Take your time. Don't just don't just throw <laughs> it out there. Just have a think. <laughs> what have you been doing this week? Uh, Is there I... anything newsworthy for the people that listen to this podcast that may be of some interest? So we've been playing a lot of Sudoku. Yes, you have been playing a lot of Sudoku. Yeah. That is true. You've got the game app on your phone and you... I I actually trying to remember the last time I looked over at you (laughs) and you weren't sudoku Yeah. You definitely have a... uh, Not addiction, (laughs) but um, addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And that's going really well. I've been beating my records of like daily now. Very happy with that. Um, that's pretty much all that's going on with me, to be honest. Yeah, you were talking about um, how it's good for your brain to do it. But then I know with you, because it's something that involves looking at a screen or playing a game, because like, I can play computer games for ages. Um, and I know that you get weird when watching telly too long. Like yeah. we play computer games together. And there is a point where we're playing computer games together where you'll be like, right, that's enough of this now. Whereas like if you hadn't called it, I'd probably be like, yeah, we're good for a bit longer. Yeah. Um, so I know that's about you. So I know that you've uh, you've been trying to not play Sudoku and a couple of times you've uh, apologised to me for playing Sudoku. But I mean, I don't care. Like, you can carry on playing it. Uh, I know it's good for you. I know you like it. Uh, and it's obviously one of those things you do to uh, calm down. Yeah. Um, you know, to uh, relax. Yeah. When you're at home, uh, you know, like obviously everyone's got something. You used to have like, uh, you used to read and you used to do uh, other stuff, your cubes and that. But I don't think it's a bad thing. You're still doing the same thing. It's just, uh, I guess you've got an issue because it's on a phone. I suppose if you had a book of Sudoku, then uh, you'd probably be less weird about it. Yeah, I just, the only reason I prefer the phone to the book is because when you want to do your little numbers, you have to rub them out in a book, whereas on the phone it's just nice and easy. But that's a, that's a whole other topic. Yes, yes it is. We're not doing an episode on Sudoku, no, I still don't not. understand it. No, but um, I don't think there's anything uh, like particularly new with me this week. No, other than it is now the 1st of November, which means you've slowly moved into Christmas mode. Oh, I'm so excited for Christmas. I haven't said you weren't allowed to talk about it. I can't remember when I said I'm pretty sure I said mid-November, but like, there's already Christmas adverts on telly. Uh, we had Christmas cereal this morning. Oh my god! <laughs> You've already bought the advent calendars, uh, so uh, it's it's happening. It's it's already starting to begin. We've even started talking about getting a tree this year, uh, whereas normally I just put Christmassy stuff on Murphy. He seems all right with that. Yeah, he seems fine with that. Um, I'm just I'm very excited about about Christmas. I love Christmas. It's the happiest time of the year. I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, you've already started making a Christmas itinerary. Yes, I have started making a Christmas itinerary because I want to plan, like, you know, every day of December what Christmassy things are going to be happening. I get very into it. Yes. Yeah, I'm very excited. What about you? 
Uh, what about me? There's nothing going on with me at the moment. Everything is normal. I am trying to step back and to move away from, you know, involving myself in stuff that I don't need to involve myself in. It's kind of interesting because obviously we did the empathy episode last week uh, and I tend to involve myself. It's one of those things that I wouldn't say I'm gossipy, but I need to know everything that's going on all the time. So it's yeah. it's weird. If I catch two people talking and I don't know what they're talking about, um, I have to involve myself to find out what they're talking about. Same with um, if I hear two people I work with like talking about a computer game, but I missed like, the beginning of the conversation. So they're talking about a computer game and they're saying bits about it, but I can't figure out what game they're talking about. Um, I'm trying to work it out, but it's obviously not a game I've played before and uh, I don't recognise the things they're saying. So then I just think, well, you know, I'm not in the conversation. I don't care anyway. But then I'll go over and be like, what game is this? Uh, And then everyone always looks at me like, what? Why have you appeared for this? And they tell me and I go, oh, okay, I've not played that. And I just walk off again. Um, I'm a bit like that. Or if like there's something going on, even like, I think that was the difference of when I was management was that if something was going on or one of the staff was doing something wrong or was doing something bad or was in trouble, I was usually like, you know, because I'm management, I know what it is because I've got to deal with it or I've got to be aware of it and that kind of thing. But now, because I'm not and I don't need to, um, it's difficult when I hear two members of management talking about stuff that I uh, I need to know what it is. Mm. So I always find a reason to go down to the... Because where I work, there's no staff room. So when management have to have a conversation about someone, they have to do it... Um, they have to do it in the same building. They just go to like a different part of the shop where no one can hear them. And then, But I always find a reason to go to where they are. Just to hear part of the conversation. Because usually if I hear part of the conversation, I could piece it together of what they're talking about. Because obviously I've I've done what they're doing. So I recognise certain words they use and what that could mean and that kind of thing. Um, And it's a weird thing. I've always done it. It's not just a thing at work. It's I need to know everything that's going on all the time. Um, And it's not so I can go tell other people or it's not so I can gossip or spread it about. It's just for some reason not knowing uh it drives me mad and i know it's something to do with uh my autism in general is that's just how i am i need to know i need to know something otherwise uh i do it sometimes when you're on the phone to your parents uh, and i'm listening to you have conversations with your parents and then i hear you saying something that i can't understand what it is you're talking about and sometimes while you're mid on the phone to your parents i'll be like what's that yeah (laughs) yeah you do um and i know you hate uh anyone talking to you while you're on the phone like (laughs) you normally you're like quite like pleasant and like nice to me but like if I try and talk to you while you're on the phone you will genuinely just go oh excuse me dad Uh, and then you'll look at me and go what what do you want can you not see I'm on the phone it's the only time you're ever like that with me and I'm just like what oh I was just wondering what you were talking about and you were just like I'm on the phone and then I'm like oh okay fine um but yeah it's it's um I don't think it's to do with empathy, um, but for some reason I need to know everything all the time if I'm aware of it. Uh, And not for any real reason other than I just need to know. I'm not going to do anything with it. Like, if you tell me your secrets, I don't then go spread your secrets about. Um, It's just I need to know. If there's something that I pick up on or get a hint of something, then that's it. It'll drive me mad if I don't know what it is. So I'm having to be like, what? What is it? What are you talking about? Um, And... um, 
they're just like, well, like, it's, it's private. I can't tell you. And uh, yeah, it's odd like that. Whereas you don't have that, I don't think. I think you, no. you don't. In fact, if anything, you're the opposite. I don't like knowing. Stuff. Even if people try and bring you into something, you're just like, do I need to know this? No, I don't. Stop talking. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Because, well, it's because we're different, aren't we? With the, I don't like to think about things as much as possible. If I can not think about it, then I would rather not think about it. Yeah. That's my, that's my logic. Yeah, you're just easy at, like, just doing stuff, like, oh, whatever that is, what it is, um, <laughs> you know, it's this. Whereas for me, I'm, I'm thinking, like, if there was a better possibility or a better decision that could have been made, that we should go back and make that decision. Uh, whereas you just kind of just go with it. Uh, and I'm a bit like, I'm a bit like that with needing to know everything. I feel like I need to know all the facts, because once I know all the facts then I can make a decision. But I don't like making a decision like in the dark and then finding out later on that, um, you know, that that I shouldn't have done it that way. It's, it's kind of a good example of that is, say I buy like a jumper from a shop and I buy it and I really want it and I buy it and I get it. I take it home. I've had it for like a month and then I go back in the shop and it's in like a 50% sale. And I'm like, oh, why didn't I wait like till yeah. now? And then I could have got it for half the price I paid for it. But then I think, well, I have worn it for a month, though. So maybe that money, that extra 15 I paid, that's so I could wear it for a month. Um, you know, but then it drives me mad. And I start thinking of ways that I can get that 50% money back. But then I just think, like, what does it matter? But then I'm like, but it doesn't matter. But for some reason, that bothers me. And yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like that in general, I think. I like to know, um, so if I'm having to do something for a particular reason, and I, I do like to know why. I don't need to know like you, but I, I like to know. But especially when it's to do with other people and what they're talking about, a lot of time, especially if someone tells me something about someone, I do a lot of the time go, are they okay with me knowing this? Like, I, I don't like people telling me things if I think that the person who's, you know, who it's about doesn't know that I know. I don't like knowing things about people if they don't know that I know it. That makes me uncomfortable and then I just feel like I need to tell them <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm very much like that. If someone starts telling me something, I'm always like, "Whoa, are they okay with me knowing this? Yeah, Should I know this." Uh, I, it's for example, like with you, um, if you know somebody that's in a relationship with someone and they're together, and you find out that one of the people that's with them is like has done something that yeah. the other person doesn't know, um, and you think I know, but they don't know, and they're in the relationship, and it's something I shouldn't know. I should do something about that and tell them because it's wrong that I know and they don't know. Yeah. So say you you know of like somebody's cheated on someone and um you know you know that they're cheating on someone you've seen it and that kind of thing. You can't just be like, well, it's none of my business. I don't need to tell them. Like I feel like if we were in a restaurant say and me and you were having like um a meal. Yeah. And then um you saw like a let's say a, a guy and a girl on a table next to us. And the guy is sat with a girl and they're talking and you've seen them like kiss and you know they're together. And then she like goes off to the toilet and then he answers his phone and he's like talking to another person on the phone that's, you know, like he's like, you know, talking to her like he's in a relationship with the person that's on the phone. You can tell that from the conversation. Yeah. I do feel like as the woman was coming back from the toilet, you'd go up to her <laughs> and be like, okay, so he was just on the phone and he was saying this. I don't know you and I don't need to be involved in this, but he was saying this and that's wrong. Like you get weird when that kind of thing happens on like a TV show. Yeah. Um, you're like that. So you need to, you feel like I shouldn't know this if they don't know this and you need to like involve yourself in it. Well, I, um, 
yeah, a lot of the time I don't involve myself. Like, I think there's a couple of things at the moment of things that I know about people through you. Yes. Which is how you know. That I've told you. You've yeah. told me. And I've been a bit like, oh, I don't know if I, <laughs> if I like that. But I've been quite good in not saying anything. Yeah, whereas I am different. I can know something like that and feel like it's not my place to get involved. So I don't. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes I have not made the mistake, but, you know, I have then told you and you've gone, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, well, this is a bad thing. And I'm just like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just telling you a bit of chat. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, don't worry about it. Um, Which. So obviously, because like tying into this today's episode that we've just talked about, because yeah. I'm seeing if I can learn this now. When you know something like that about someone and want to tell them, yeah. is that relevant to either empathy or sympathy? Is, well, there, is there a reason why you need them to know and you need to tell them and there's a reason that I don't care and feel like, well, I'm not telling them, so and I'm not bothered that I know this? Probably. See, I think it's more empathy than sympathy for me. A lot of the... So I am quite good at not getting involved. It, it's difficult because unlike you, I want to because I think I should tell this person this. Mm. But then I do kind of weigh it up on like, uh, is this is this a big enough thing? Is this just going to make them feel like worse? Is it worth it? Like I, I do try and weigh it up. And a lot of the time I don't get involved because I think it's not my place to. But I don't like it. I don't like that I know. But I think it comes from an empathetic point of view because I think... If that was me, I wouldn't want Scarlett knowing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's like that's what it comes from for me because I think like oh I wouldn't want someone knowing that about me but not telling me or or even like I just don't want them to know. Yeah, that's that's like the difference for me. There is if I know someone knows something about me. Yeah. And I don't know it, then I need to know it. And I think it's wrong that they know it when it's about me. But then opposite way around, if I know something about someone and they should know it, and it's wrong that I know it before they do, I don't feel like I should tell them. Uh, so it, we're back to like, I think where we were last week with that and me, is that I um, I only care if it's to do with myself, uh, but I'm not really bothered if it's to do with other people. Yeah. Um, whereas I think for you... It's not like it's not a morality thing. Uh, it's not like your morals are much like at a higher level than me. But yeah. you do feel like it's the right thing to do, even if there was someone that was like your sworn enemy. If you yeah. knew something about them that you felt like I should know that, if I was them, I'd want to know. You'll just tell them whether you like them as or not. Whereas I think like they've always been like mean to me. They've always been horrible. So I don't care how this works yeah. out for them. So I'm not going to tell them. Yeah. Um. um yeah, whereas you, you like, like irregardless of, um, you know, what they've done or who they are, like, if the right thing is for them to know, then you want them to know. Like, it doesn't matter who they are or what kind of person they are or if you think, well, this is... You're not one of those people that goes, well, it's just karma, so who cares? Yeah. Uh, you feel like it's... If it's the right thing and they should know, you know, it doesn't matter who they are or what they've done, you feel like you've got to do it. Whereas for me, I do weigh it up on... Um, my own like feelings towards the person as to whether or not I'll do it. I know actually that we've been in a situation where there's someone that you didn't like, yeah, and you found out a piece of information. You, well, you found out that there was at least a rumor that the person they were with wasn't being 
a good partner yeah. and and you were just I think you told me and you were like uh this happened I don't think it really matters and I was like well you need to tell him yeah yeah <laughs> and you were like but I don't talk to him yeah and I was like oh but it's not very nice it's not very nice for everyone like people to be knowing and him to be oblivious yeah yeah I did uh I did do it and then in the end I uh I agree with you and I did it uh Against my own personal feelings towards it. Um, so yeah, like moving on to today's episode of sympathy. Sympathy. Explain to me which so, one this is. This is the so last week was the you put yourself in their shoes yeah. and uh, you feel what they feel. Yeah. And then that I suppose dictates your behaviour towards them. Yeah. Uh, and then sympathy is you don't put yourself in their shoes, but you feel bad for the situation they're in. Yeah, so you feel sorry for them, even though you can't put yourself in that situation. So so I, I think empathy is sort of feeling sorry with someone or right. feeling happy with someone yeah. or, you know. But I think most of the time empathy is... So empathy can have good and bad versions yeah. of it, whereas sympathy... I've never heard of good sympathy. So yeah, no, it's, I don't. It's particularly a bad one. Yeah, and it's not feeling it with the person, but it's thinking, like, I feel sorry for you that that happened, even though I can never imagine that happening to me. Uh, and I, I don't understand how you're feeling, but I do feel sorry for you. Okay. So you can't be sympathetic to someone who, say you and somebody else has been through the exact same situation... You can't be sympathetic to that person. You're only empathetic to that person because you've been in it. Well, no, I think you can be sympathetic to them. So sympathy's not um, when life experience isn't at hand, you're sympathetic. But when you've got a similar experience in it, you're empathetic. No. It's not, that's not how the divide works with the two. Right, okay. Um, Empathy is just you're feeling it with them in that moment. You're not feeling sorry for them. You're feeling sad with them. Oh, okay, that actually, yeah, that makes sense. So uh, empathy, yeah, is you, you feel, uh, and probably not exactly the same, because obviously yeah. say they're sad about a relative dying and you've had relatives die, but the uh, last time you had a relative die or when that situation was like 10, 15 years yeah. ago. So you vaguely recall what that was like. And so you can basically put yourself where they are at the same time. And because otherwise... Does that mean that, like, say someone's sad, say, because someone's died, when you empathise with them, you're then sad because someone's died? Whereas a sympathy, if somebody's died but you've never had a relative die, you feel sorry for them because they're sad? Yeah. Okay. So, like, you could... I've had relatives die, but if I... If someone said to me, I'd, I don't know, like my granddad died like a couple of years ago, but say someone else's granddad died, like a friend of mine said my granddad's died, I might not, like even though I've experienced that, I wouldn't necessarily be empathetic because I wouldn't necessarily feel sad. It, like even though I have experienced it, I yeah. might not feel sad with them, but I might be sympathetic towards them. Because didn't we cover this last week? Last week I said that um, when I've broken up with people, I've not felt anything in particular towards the person. Like when I broke up, I didn't feel like my life was over or I didn't yeah. feel like there was a huge thing. I, I didn't, I've never reacted to a breakup in a normal way. So obviously when I see somebody else break up, 
I can't empathize with them because I look at what they're going through, crying, upset, wanting to get back with them, not understanding what's happening. And I can't put myself in their shoes because when I when it happened to me, I did not react that way. Therefore, I can't do it because when I put myself in their shoes, what I think is you shouldn't be behaving this way. You should be behaving the way I was. So what you're doing is fake. Yeah. You're, I'm putting myself in your shoes and I don't feel the same way you feel now. Therefore, what you're doing is you're making it up just to get attention for yourself, which is I think we briefly covered that yeah. last week. Whereas if I was sympathetic, what that means is I put myself in their shoes. I realize that we're not the same, but I still see that they're upset and then feel bad for them because yeah. they're upset and don't feel like they're putting on a putting on a show. Yeah. Which is weird because last week I said that I reckon I definitely have sympathy, um, but I don't think my empathy is there or if it is there it doesn't work even slightly the way it should yeah um and but i said that i'm pretty sure i have sympathy towards people yeah uh but in that example i've just given i wouldn't because when i see people getting upset and crying that they've broken up for a relationship and then i imagine when it when it happened to me what it was like and i think well i wasn't crying and i wasn't upset so the fact that they're crying upset means that they're just putting it on for attention because they're doing it in public so i can see it uh so therefore I don't then go, but they are sad and everyone experiences this thing differently, so I should feel bad for them. What I think is, oh, like milking it much. It's my initial yeah. like reaction. So then also that suggests that I don't really have sympathy towards people as well. Yeah. Uh which is interesting because I actually was sure I definitely was someone that was sympathetic towards people. But I think I have sympathy towards people in other situations, just maybe not that one. Maybe ones where I haven't experienced it. So when I see people having something that I have no contemplation of what that's like, then I have sympathy. I think it's if I have empathy or I try and empathize with them. And then when I imagine when it happened to me, what it was like, and I think, well, I didn't do that. So then my empathy disappears. So I can't have sympathy as well. I think it can only be when somebody's been in a situation that I have never experienced. And therefore, I um, I can't I can't put myself in their shoes. And therefore, then I do have a reaction of sympathy. But I'm I'm now trying to think of an example of that. So while I think of an example of that, uh, how sympathy work for you? Um, I don't really have sympathy. So even si- I feel like this might throw a bit of a spanner in the works for you. So I'm a bit hesitant to say it. Go for it, like because I've I've worked out since we started doing these episodes that uh, me and you are not slightly the same. So don't worry about oh, throwing no. a spanner in the works because I don't actually I don't actually compare our burgers as a thing anymore i used to when we first started doing these i used to do the comparison of me to you but now when you say stuff i see your burgers as a completely separate entity to mine and i don't even <laughs> see crossover so uh go for it it should be fine um no I, that's not why it will be a spanner in the works this is to do with empathy and sympathy but oh what you might confuse me again. yeah right, okay. okay so you don't have to have been in you don't have to have had the same thing happen to you to be empathetic towards someone I'm never going to get this right. This is stupid. So, so I think I have empathy because even if something hasn't happened to me, I'm trying to think of an example, but I can't, I don't know. There's so many things that have not happened to me that could, um, I've never been like hit by a car and say, someone's been hit by a car I could feel empathetic in that I could imagine 
Yes, you've been hit by a car. And you were there. Yeah, so I was. So there's an actual example. How did you feel when I was in hospital? It's, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I can put myself in your shoes and at least imagine, even though it's a, it's a guess, I can right. imagine what I would be like if that was me. Right. Hence why when you were in hospital, I was very, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, I was very worried about you. And that's because if I was in hospital, I would not handle the situation well. I don't like hospitals. I don't like staying anywhere overnight Mm. that is not my home. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Even if you go to, like, your parents place yeah you're, I, you're uncomfortable being there yeah i don't i don't like oh, like i'm just not very good at spending time away especially if i haven't planned for it in a hospital you don't plan to go into hospital overnight so i was really worried about you even though you were fine yeah but i was probably more like i was just putting myself in that situation even though i've never been in that situation I was imagining how horrible I would find it, which is why I was so, oh my God, I'm, like, I'm, I'm so like, are you okay? And really like, probably over the top with... Yeah, at the time I thought you actually were just worried because obviously like, um, considering the, the size of the crash I was in, um, obviously a lot of people that were in the hospital were saying to me like... Uh, you know, you're lucky you're not dead and like yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, and I came out of it with like nothing broken and I just needed like, I needed a lot of stitches, but that was about it. Um, but at the time I thought you were actually just upset because I was badly injured. It's actually not until you've just illustrated it now and now I think about it. It is because I had to stay in hospital <laughs> and you came into hospital to see me. And obviously you're weird in hospital anyway. I've been to hospital with you a few times. Um, and uh, you've you've always been a bit odd, like um, in general, like when you're in there. I don't know what it is. Uh, you tell me it's because you convince people go there to die or whatever, and uh, you know there's like there's ill people knocking about, and you're like you're concerned in like that sense that like. Well, it's also it's really bright and it's yeah. really loud, and there's like repetitive beeping. And it smells a certain way. It smells a certain way. There's a lot of people there's a lot of noise and background noise and yeah super bright lights and there's a whole thing about hospitals that I don't like yeah so obviously I didn't realize that because when you first saw me I had like the blocks on my head (laughs) I was like strapped in by my hips because they were worried I'd done some like spinal damage uh like obviously like I had to have a lot of stitches uh they were wheeling me in and out for x-rays and then I had to go into the MRI thing and uh I realised then that it's because you had to be in hospital and obviously when we've been in hospital in the past, just like we've been like quickly in and out in like I've had an appointment, quick chat, I'm out again. Yeah. Um, We've done that. And then like, but this time, obviously, like I'm having to have all the big machines. They're wheeling me about. When they said I had to stay overnight, you were like, oh, overnight. Like (laughs) at that point, like I didn't really think anything of it. I thought you were just genuinely concerned about my health and I felt fine. I genuinely just thought it's all precaution. Like they're just doing this stuff because they've got to rule out everything and they've got to scam me for everything. But to be honest, I thought after I woke up after being hit by the car, I just got up and started walking around. So I just figured, you know, get in the ambulance, let them do their thing and then go. I didn't realize I'd be in hospital for like three days. Um, but like obviously after the first, when I stayed the first night, you were like, oh, you're coming out. And then when I was like, I've got to stay a second night, I didn't realize at the time, I thought you were just like, Oh, I thought you were like worried because you thought I was 
it was a lot more serious than I was letting on. But yeah, it was because you were imagining if you had to live in a hospital for three days. I think they'd have to sedate me. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, like that, even though I've not been in that situation, I was empathetic in that I was putting myself in your shoes and was not happy about if I was in there. So I was, I was quite like concerned about you, even though you were okay. But that's where my empathy is the way it is in that I can only imagine if it's me. I can only think of it from my point of view and how I would feel. I can't think of it. I can with you a little bit sometimes. Like with you, I know how you're going to react to certain things. I can put myself in your shoes and how you would react sometimes. But it's not, I don't, um, I don't do very well with sympathy in that if someone's reacting in a way that's not how I would react or sometimes with you, how you would react, but that's just from having like quite a good understanding of you. Mm. Um, I'm not, I'm not good at that. So if I like, there's a lot of things that I don't really care about. There's a lot of things that can happen to me that don't really bother me. Um, like if, if someone wants to say something quite offensive to me, that doesn't, it, I don't care. So then if I see someone else have something offensive said to them and then they're really upset about it and crying, I, it's really difficult for me to feel sympathy. Well, I, I don't feel sympathy because I just think mm, I wouldn't care. And yeah. even though I wouldn't care and you obviously do care, I still don't really, like I can't get my brain on the connecting I mean, I can, you know, I can sort of mimic it in like a masking NT thing. So I can go, oh, you okay? I don't like doing it. So I kind of, it's if I have to. I've seen you do it. It is quite, it's quite painful to watch you do it. (laughs) Um, You can tell that like, because obviously when you used to work with me, uh, because you were management, obviously sometimes there would be members of staff that would come in that would be upset Mm. or would feel bad. And obviously you caught them first, like you saw them before I did. Um, or any of the other members of management, and uh, I mean, I could see you go over and do it, and I could. I used to think it was funny because obviously a lot of people when they're upset, they don't notice the way you're behaving because they're like you know consumed yeah. by their own like um, distress. But I would watch you go. Yeah, you all right? Yeah, are you okay over there? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I was just like, oh, like because obviously you're like obligated <laughs> to go involve yourself. But obviously, like, when it's a job where there is higher-ups and you don't have to, you can just look at it and be like, that's not my problem. Yeah. I'm not going over there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't have sympathy towards people I don't really know. So, um, complete strangers, no sympathy. For example, I think, where were we the other day? Where someone came out of a shop and they were crying when they walked out. It was like a girl. We, I think I was walking you back from work. There was a girl that came out crying. Saw her crying. I just thought, oh, crying. And then that was it. Uh, that's as far as my thoughts went with it. I don't think you even noticed. We both looked at her, but I don't even think you picked up on the fact that she was crying. Yeah. Because you've got a look on your face right now that you have no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. I, I don't notice anyone. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, and then, like, obviously people that I kind of know, um, and if they get upset about stuff, don't care. Like, um, some people that I've worked with, some people I went to school with, they'd be talking about their problems and the things that were going on with them. And in my head, I was just thinking like, I don't care, like go tell someone else. Um, or if they were telling someone else, but I could hear them still because I was close enough, I'd be annoyed that I could hear it and just be like, Oh God, like 
why have you got to bring your problems here? Like, don't talk about it. Do you mean like I'm having a hard time with this, that and the other? You know, I'm just like, yeah, great. Who isn't? Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of like that. But then like people I do know, it's then different. If I get to know someone well enough, I then have the opposite. Uh, I am concerned if they're upset. I am concerned if they have like problems. I have a way of, I've said before in some of the older episodes, of understanding people and like following their body language. And because I can't really read people, I've learned like the way they talk, the way they do everything on a base reading kind of thing. And then when they differ differ from that, I pick up on the differences, like on how they're behaving and what they're doing. So then people I know when they're upset, then I involve myself. And then I, I don't know if I feel sympathetic. I don't feel anything emotionally, but I do feel the need to involve myself and ask them how they're doing and ask them if they're okay and if there's anything I can do or if you need to talk yeah. to me or that kind of thing, which I've done that recently with someone um, where I've said, if you need anything, just talk yeah. to me. Uh, and I will do that. So that's the bit that I think when I said last week that I have sympathy. Um, for example, I can think of a good one the other day. So, um, like, obviously, of everyone I know, I know you the best of everybody I know, like, because obviously I see you all the time. I see you every day. Um, so when you tell me stuff that's happened to you, even stuff that's happened to you in the past, I feel like something towards you, even though I've never experienced it, because you've asked me before, like when I've felt bad about something um uh, and like an example of this was it was halloween what two days ago yeah friday uh, and we saw some trick-or-treaters as i was walking you back from work and you were saying that you don't like trick-or-treating and initially i thought you didn't like trick-or-treating because of the initial stuff of people knocking on your door you know in outfits and that kind of thing but you told me a story of something that happened to you as a child that i when you told me i was like oh that's that's actually really bad and like and i, I genuinely felt a feeling of like I felt bad for you at the time. Um, do you want to say it or shall I say it? You can say it. Okay. So <laughs> you told me that was it the only time you've ever been trick or treating, or have you been? No, I'd been trick or treating a couple of times before. Okay, so you went trick or treating. Uh, your sisters took you out. You said you'd done yourself up to look like a vampire. Yeah. Any particular vampire, Dracula, or just Dra- a... like Dracula-ish? Yeah. But... Okay. So you you put all the makeup on, the teeth. You know, you'd done your hair. <laughs> Did you have a cape? Yeah, I had yeah. a cake. So you had all the stuff. And then, like, you, the first house you went to, uh, you rang the doorbell. How old were you? <laughs> I don't know, like 10, About maybe. 10. Yeah, you uh, rang the doorbell. You said, like, trick or treat. Uh, and then you heard from, like, an upstairs window above the door, trick, and someone threw a bucket of water on you. <laughs> like, just tipped it on you, like, 10-year-old girl, like, in your full Dracula makeup. Like, And then, like, your sisters who were watching from like the end of the driveway didn't come down the driveway to say anything or help and stuff you said they just laughed because I thought it was hilarious which for me because I know you and in my head I like vividly pictured that and I imagined like a 10 year old you like really happy in your little vampire gear did you have like a, did you have like a little pumpkin or something to put the sweets in yeah exactly so like I pictured all that and then some how old were the people that threw the water I don't know, like, probably, like, 18. Yeah, exactly. So then, like, some, like, 18-year-old threw a bucket on, like, a little, like, girl that had, like, done herself stuff. I immediately felt angry and, like, annoyed. <laughs> and I felt really bad for you. And I felt like if I was there, I would have done something. And I I, I felt really, like... Do you know what I mean? I, I felt like... I think it was, it was a really sad, like, story. I felt, like, really bad. Like, if I was there... I don't know how I would have reacted. I may have tried to enter the house of the people <laughs> that had thrown the water... Or I would have, like, taken you somewhere and bought, like, loads of sweets for you so it didn't matter that you didn't go trick-or-treating. Or try and fix your vampire makeup so you'd look good. 
or I try and make sure that you didn't remember what had happened <laughs> as an example of why you don't like. I try and make the night like as good as possible for you so that you wouldn't remember the start of the trick or treating night. And I felt all these things that I wanted to do, but then like it was 12 years ago. What yeah. am I going to do about it? Do you know what I mean? So uh, I just felt bad. And then I felt like annoyed with your sisters and I thought like, maybe I'll ring them. But then like, what, I'm going to ring them and have a go at them about like something that happened 12 years ago when they themselves were like young teens. Do you know what I mean? So um, I calmed down eventually, but like initially I had like this, like, well, that's, that's not, I'm not having that. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, Whereas had I have walked down the street and seen someone throw a bucket of water out of a window onto just some random child, I'd have just been like, what is wrong with people? But then that would have been as far as I'd have gone with it. Uh, I probably wouldn't have said anything else. Um, yeah. But and I've had that with other people. It's not just you, like obviously members of my own family. Yeah. Um, like people that I've become like what they would consider best friends. I've never understood the concept of best friends, but I've been told I've been... Good friends. I've been their like yeah. best friend or whatever. Same thing if stuff happens to them. I'm like, no, that's not on. Uh, and I get very like defensive and very like protective, um, and I feel like I I need to do something to right this wrong. Yeah. Which I'm assuming that is sympathy. Yeah. Yeah, um, I suppose that. Is. I don't have like sympathy of like, oh, don't worry about it, everything will be all right. I'm, I have this reaction of, I will fix this. What <laughs> do you need me to do to fix this? What will make things right again for you? Yeah. Um, and I do that, but it, it it's not. I can't have it towards anyone. And even people that I kind of know, Jimmy, like some people that I went to school with, work with, that I'd known for years, I see on a daily basis, I couldn't have it towards them. It has to be someone that you're quite close to. Yeah, so I would say in my entire life, it's only been like a handful of people that I've had that level of sympathy for, well, had sympathy for, um, and I'm not able to experience it with just anyone for no reason. And it's the same with like, if I watch films or like the news, like if you watch like a romance film, I don't feel like, you know, like, or a sad film. Yeah. I don't cry at movies or I've never felt like upset watching a yeah. film or that kind of thing. I don't, I don't feel anything towards like weepy movies. You know, so people like to watch movies to have a cry. Same with like love stories or dramas or that kind of thing. If there's like a, that kind of level of emotion where you're supposed to sympathize with the characters, I can't. Yeah. Uh, it's why horror works well because you, you don't really sympathize with horror. You don't sympathize with the victims of the horror thing. If yeah. you're watching like a slasher. No one feels sympathy for the person's being chased. You're watching it for the, the spectacle of it, but yeah. not really the the characters. Whereas obviously lots of dramas and like that kind of thing, same thing. Uh, but even real stuff, so like the news, like if I watch news and there's been like a big natural disaster somewhere or, um, you know, something to that level where something's happened and, um, you know, you're supposed to feel like a a sympathy for them or... I should do something about that or yeah. that's awful. I, I can't connect. I can't I can't feel it. I understand that what's happening is a bad thing, but emotionally I'm I just there's nothing there. I don't feel anything towards it whatsoever. It doesn't matter. I, I don't feel the relevance. And I see other people around me getting upset mm. or talking about it and talking about how horrible it is. Uh, and when I was younger, I used to I mean actually I say younger, before I was diagnosed, I used to just think that everybody felt the same way as me. But they're just having to go through this like weird song and dance that everybody does where they go, yeah, that's so awful because that's the thing you do. You know, like when it's raining, everyone has to talk about the fact that it's raining. Um, I just figured it's the same with this. You know, we talk about how horrible natural disasters are because we have to, because that's the right thing to do. No one goes, oh, well, you know, 
you know, that kind of thing, which is, is, is I don't, I'm, it's not like I'm like, oh, well, who cares? I just feel like, well, I, I don't really, there's just nothing there. I, I would have an opinion, but I don't feel like it in any way, like it doesn't, yeah, it's like it doesn't engage with me in in some sense. It's just the part of me that should be doing that doesn't do that, which is essentially what Asperger's is, is there's a part of you that doesn't really work in the same way as it should, I suppose. Um, but yeah, before diagnosis, I'd see people doing it and having their reactions to stuff like that. Or they'd watch a film and be like, oh, it's so sad. And I just think like, oh, yeah, is it though? Or are you just saying that because you've got to say that? But then after getting diagnosed, I realised that the reason that I don't do it is because I can't do it. And people's actual reactions to stuff, they do genuinely feel that way about it, uh, which is why they're feeling the need to bring it up uh, yeah. because they feel a genuine reaction to it and they want to tell me about it. I guess in a way for me to show my reaction to it so we can both sympathise together. Um, <laughs> yes? Uh, yeah. Right then. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, but I can't, and I can't fake it. Uh, I've seen people fake it. I know burgers that can fake it. I know people that aren't burgers that will fake that kind of thing because they know it's the right thing to do. But faking it for me is uncomfortable, and I feel odd faking, and I feel really weird, and it sounds false when I do it because I feel false doing it. Therefore, the responses I have are not normal, and they're not right, and people pick up on that straight away. So what I tend to do is say very little um, or just try and get away from that person as quick as possible and let them interact with someone else um, because usually my response is when they go oh, it's so horrible what's happened there I tend to just go yeah and then that's just the best that's, <laughs> that's the best I can do I, I can't go any further than that because yeah. I, I can't force myself to do that kind of thing because it makes me feel weird um, so yeah that's 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 just how I am but obviously if it happens to someone I directly know and I know well, then I can, I can do it. Uh, but I have to really know them. It, it can't just be, it can't just be anyone. It's bizarre. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think you're, is it a monkey sphere? You're, you're like really close people. Um, I think with your close people, you can be, I guess you're like kind of a little bit protective. Yeah. Not in a like, not in a really controlling like protective way but you like things you like well I think what it is with you is you like everyone to be how you're used to them being you like them to be their normal selves so if they are upset then that's that differs from the norm and I think you you're very much like you like to get them back to the norm mm. I think it helps you I, I think it is like a sympathy thing, but also you like everyone to be how you expect them to be. And once they, when they differ from that, I don't think it sits very well with you, and that's why you're very good at like trying to get them back to yeah. Their I do need to state. like get like the equilibrium back and yeah. return things to the way they were. Otherwise, I I struggle to function. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. Hmm. Uh, I think um, it like the other day you said that you you wouldn't want kids because you'd be too like you think you'd be quite protective you'd want yeah I'd be I'd I'd be ridiculous like yeah. I mean obviously I've never we've talked about this before like uh, I'm not good with adult themes like yeah. mortgages marriage kids that kind of thing they're they, they're like a completely alien subjects or yeah. decisions in life to make that 
I feel like they're not meant for me. They're meant for others who are at like a more mature level than me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I ever had a child, um, I'd be super protective. Like I'm protective over the animals that I do have that I look after. Um, like I'm, I'm kind of weird with them. So yeah. like it would be odd for me to have and other people's animals. In fact, we talked about this last week. Yeah. <laughs> animals in general. Like I'm very sort of like, oh, like <laughs> you'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, like uh, it's one of the reasons like that ended up making me um, like obviously become vegan is uh, is that aspect of me. I've always like had a weird thing for, for animals uh, and to some extent children, I suppose, as well. Yeah. Um, I am different towards children. So child strangers, different. I'm not saying I'm massively sympathetic or empathetic, but there's definitely more of a connection for me there. Yeah. Uh, I'm better with them than I am with adults. So You can talk to a child a lot easier than you can talk to an adult. Yeah, and I'm more comfortable, like, uh, if a child wants me to play some whatever, like, game with them, fine yeah. with that. As long as it's a game. I'm not good with kids that want me to read to them. Yeah. I'm not good with kids that want me to, like, sing along to anything. <laughs> uh, if they want, like, a hug before we've got to leave, I'm not good with that. <laughs> um, but it's just standard, let's mess with this. Fine. I can do that. And, like, same with animals. Um, I'm good with all animals. Like, I like animals, dogs, cats, anything. Literally any animal. I will um, yeah. interact with it uh, if I can. Um it's weird. I've, I've been known to say hello to somebody's dog, but not them. So yeah, it's uh, it, yeah, it's one of those. Um, what was we? What were you? I completely. I was saying, if you had a child, you'd be protective. Yeah, if I had a child, way, yeah. yes, you'd always want them to be in their like state of yeah, they're good. Good. Uh, yeah, which is obviously with children, you can't, especially babies. Yeah, like that's my issue. I think if a baby cried constantly. I couldn't just accept that babies cry. Yeah. I'd be constantly trying to work out what it is. And obviously having someone that doesn't talk and can't tell you what it is, and you've got to guess. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I would obsess too much with everything. Yeah. And I'd be messing with everything all the time. So say there was a reason that the baby cried one night, um, I'd be trying to change everything in the baby's room. So yeah. that particular reason it cried didn't happen again. Um, do you know what I mean? Like if it was that they needed like a nappy changing, I'd be trying to pre-change nappies before they need changing, thinking that would help for some reason. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd get too obsessed with it. Uh, and it, yeah, I, I can see it driving me mad because I'd be trying to fix and get things to be a certain way all the time. And obviously with children, they are the way they are. Uh, yeah. you can't fix everything yeah they'll just some stuff they'll just grow out of which uh i'd be looking at ways to make them advance mentally faster yeah do you know what i mean so it would be a bad idea well maybe not but uh when i like try and hypothetically think about it and we've talked about like what i would be like it does seem like i'd be a bit too uh manic i think <laughs> yeah i think you'd be uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I it's interesting. It's quite interesting because I think we're probably different there. Yes, you'd have more of a ah kids. Yeah, <laughs> they do what they do. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'd be the worst. <laughs> I'm quite. I'm. I just sort of let let things do whatever they want to do. Yeah, I mean, you, you're a ant. You've got like small. Um, You've got a niece and a nephew, and yeah, I've seen the way you are with them. 
Yeah, just yeah. You're <laughs> just like to... yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like um, <laughs> like um, with with the uh, animals, the the uh, the animals I've got, just you know, they they can do no wrong. I just let them do whatever they want, and uh, they literally can't do any wrong in my eyes. I don't think. Yep, true. That is the same with you. But like, do you have sympathy to like big stuff? So like, do you feel sympathy towards movies or? Like no. things in the news or articles you read. Because obviously you follow a lot of like, you listen to a lot of podcasts, you do mm. Twitter, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like you're saying you don't really have sympathy, but is there people that you do definitely have sympathy for? No. I have empathy. That's so, it. But yeah, 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 but I don't have sympathy. If I if people are acting in a way that is not how I would act, then there's nothing. So it, if people, you know, if someone's, sad about something that i would be sad about then i'm with them i'm i'm so with them i'm like yes that that's horrible like what can be done to make this better because this is horrific but then yeah if it's something that i wouldn't react to which i think the problem like that would be fine if it wasn't for the fact that i probably react the opposite to a lot of people with most things so things that i would be really upset about or at least annoyed about, I suppose, are not things that other people would care about. They probably just wouldn't think anything of it. But then equally, like, the big things that people are like, oh, this is awful, I was, I just think, well, I wouldn't care about that, so why would anyone else? Like, and I think, like, you know, no one needs to care about that. Like, if things that happen, that have happened to me in the past where I've seen it, it's like when people have had some I've been around people that have had their phones stolen. Yes, quite a lot, and I've had my phone stolen loads of times. Yes, you have <laughs> loads yeah. of times because I'm terrible with them, like holding on to stuff. But I don't care. Like every time it's happened to me, I've just gone, "Oh, silly me! What am I like? <laughs> I've done it again." Or I've just left my phone somewhere. Like that happens a lot, and I'm like, "Oh, I've only gone and left it on the train." <laughs> Yeah. And I just think, oh, I guess I'll just, you know, I'll get another one. And, like, because I don't care about having, like, the newest phone, so it doesn't bother me, like, from a money perspective. But then equally, with anything that's, like, money-related, I mean, we've spoken about money before, it's not something I really care about. So that the thing that goes through my head isn't, like, oh, that was so much money and I've got to spend more money. I just think, oh, I'll have to get another one. Like... It, so when I see people get really upset about losing their phone or having it stolen or whatever, I just think, get over it. Yeah. Like, also, especially with things like that, I just think, there are other phones. You can you can easily get another phone. It's not an issue. So, and I, got, I kind of have that to anything that's stuff because I don't really care about my stuff and my things, my belongings, possessions. They're not, they're just a material thing. They don't really matter to me. So I don't, care but then there are other things where people aren't reacting and I just think why on earth are they not reacting to that that's such a big deal they should definitely be more concerned about what's going on here so you've got almost like um like a pure empathy thing if it's something they're upset about something that you would be upset about then you you can you can feel something you can interact with them you can do something about it yeah and is that anyone or yeah. are you like me? Do you need to know them? But say you know, kind of know someone, uh, but then for some reason they tell you something that um, you're like, yeah, I've been there. Uh, I totally get where you're coming from with that. You can just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. 
But then as far as sympathy goes, you can't sympathise with people because if you either wouldn't behave that way or you yourself have no like frame of reference for that, you just can't, you can't do it. Yeah, I, I definitely can't do it. But but you are more likely to fake it than me um, for the sake of not being awkward. Because I know that you have issues with interacting with people <laughs> and you're you're less... You can interact with people, but you'd rather not. But then obviously there are those people that will make you whether you want to or not, because obviously for them in their life and like talking to NT people, it's not a struggle to do this. They don't realize that when you come up to a burger and try and interact with them, you kind of some people on the spectrum just they don't want to. So obviously, like um, in those situations, could you empathize with someone that's like, I suppose bringing you into something that you don't want to be involved in, but would anyway. Yeah. Um, I would say like an example I have, it's not something that I didn't necessarily want to be involved in, but we went to an event where I knew a couple of people, not a huge amount of people, but I knew a couple of people, but there was someone there that knew no one really. Yeah. We went to your brother's wedding and there was someone there who, Oh yeah, that's a good point actually. Yeah. 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 Her friend's, it was my brother's friend. Yeah, it was, it was, it was your brother's friend. Brother's my brother, I think it was one of my brother's uh, older work colleagues or something like that. Like, used to, work, think, with, used to work with her when um, he worked somewhere else, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was one of your brother's friends and her, the other friends that were meant to come hadn't showed up. Mm. So she was kind of on her own. And she was, like, she was quite a chatty, like, sociable person. I'm sure she would have been, you know, able to make her way through and was fine. But... I so, like I knew you obviously, and I knew like I know your key, family. Key members of my yeah. family, yeah. <laughs> like a little bit, so, and I mean I knew you, and I could have just hung out with you like easily the whole time anyway. But then I was like the best man, so there were parts of it where I had to go away, yeah, and do stuff. But for the most part, it was like it would have been fine. But I think because I saw her on her own, like I and I I. D- being sat next to her, because mm. I think where we had chosen to sat, sit, I just ended up being sat next to her. And she mentioned that, like, her friends had kind of bailed and she didn't really know anyone there. And, like, instantly I thought, well, if that was me, I would be hating this. This would be the worst thing ever. So I was like, right, I've got this. And I was like, we're going to hang out. Not, like, it wasn't a chore to do it. She was great. Like, she was <laughs> loads of fun and we chatted loads, so it was fine. But that was, I guess, sort of, like empathy in the sense of I didn't want to leave her because I could imagine that it would be horrible when you're on your own yes so like even with like the dinner she was kind of like sat at a table but I ended up sitting like near her so that she could talk to me yes and like when she was dancing I went and danced with her so that she wasn't like on her own and she was fine she made like other friends (laughs) so it was fine but I I did spend quite a lot of time talking to her just because I didn't want her to be on her own because I felt like if that was me I wouldn't want to just be on my own awkwardly either. Yeah, I, I, I literally would not be able to do that, like, at all. Yeah. Even if I'd have noticed someone that was on their own. If I was on my own somewhere and they were on their own somewhere, I'd have just been on my own. Um, I've been to events on my own before and I could see other people by themselves, but at no point would I ever, <laughs> like, involve myself with other people. Uh, my logic would be I've come alone. I knew I'd be here alone. I will stay alone. Well, I just, I just felt bad because, like, 
her friends hadn't shown up and I, I think like for me that was even though she was a complete stranger I did think like I wouldn't want to be in that situation where and she wasn't really talking to anyone she was like at the start she wasn't really talking yeah. to anyone she just sort of looked like she wanted to but was a bit I don't know so I thought I've got this mm. <laughs> oh that like I would say was empathy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I was actually surprised you did that um, when you said, "Oh no," because I was like, because I kept leaving you by yourself. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, I wasn't on my own because I knew like half the people there. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, like I had stuff I needed to do and that kind of thing. But when I realised that because you were my plus one, that you had to go and do stuff by yourself, I was genuinely thinking like, you know, you're on the spectrum. Like, you know, you're a super burger, like I'm leaving you by yourself in a crowded room of people you don't know. It's noisy. You've got no one to talk to. Um, there was a bit when I realized that because I was the best man, I was sitting at the head table and you'd be sitting at a different table that I was driving myself mad with. How do I fix this? Or how do I fix this? I can't yeah. leave the head table. You can't come to the head table. There's got to be something I can do. Yeah. I was trying to figure it out. Uh, it was like, it was driving me mad. There were bits where I was leaving the room and I was just like, oh, what are you going to do? And then I realized that um, once you were like, oh, no, that's right. I know this person. And I was like, do you? And you were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. And you seem genuinely fine and weren't worried about it. I was just like, how has this happened? Well, I think that was also, so it was like a double whammy. I, one, didn't want to leave her on her own, but also I could tell that you were going to be uh, on edge and I didn't want you to be on edge because I thought like this is like uh, it's not your day it was your brother's day but also like it's your time like with your family so I wanted you to have a good time and I thought there's you're not gonna you're gonna be on edge if you're worried about where I am like I didn't want you to have that either I wanted you to be able to relax and you know have time with your family so I think it was a bit like of a double yeah, it's weird because obviously you empathise with this girl and um, she obviously, you you then thought, well, I'm in the same boat. I feel what you're feeling. Yeah. We'll do that kind of thing. And then weirdly, I had my sympathy for close people where I was like worried about you constantly and like I felt bad for your situation. Yeah. Um, obviously, I wasn't in that situation and I was like, oh, you know, oh, it's going to be bad or oh, what to do, like that kind yeah. of thing. And I was like trying to like do stuff. It's uh, I suppose that, that that particular day in example is it, it, it's a good example of how me and you were different. Um, but roles reversed. Um, I think it would have been completely different. Don't think I'd have empathised with anyone that I saw that didn't have people turn up with them. I just want to talk to them. Um, but then I don't know if you wouldn't have had sympathy for me if you had all your family there and it was your thing, but you're having to go do stuff and do bits and bobs. Oh, I'd, I'd definitely be worried about you. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to leave you on your own. Even though, like, with that, I think you you would cope better. Yeah, I'm fine by myself. On your own. But I, can I, be, I can be left alone in a big group of people and not talk to anyone for, like, hours. It's fine. Yeah. But equally, I have this whole thing where I always want you to be having, like, a good time. Yeah. So I, I'd be more like, he needs to be having a good time and he doesn't look like he's having a good time. Like I, And I'm like that with kind of anyone that I'm particularly close with. I always want them to be happy. Like, I... I always I always want to make them as happy as possible and I mean you don't really get happy you're quite a neutral person yeah but I always want you to be happy yeah. I, I really like push rate. I, I don't like that with kind of anyone else like I, that I'm close with I just want them to be happy like as much as possible that's I guess I don't know I don't know if that's like sympathy or empathy or just the way I am but I don't like I definitely don't like seeing people 
sad or even just not just a little bit off i don't like that yeah and like with people that are really close to me in in like what i said about animals like i don't it's almost like they can't do any wrong in my eyes like they can a little bit obviously they can do something wrong like i think that was wrong but i like i'll drop it in a way that i wouldn't with people that are kind of strangers but i i do think like i I like to always put them in a good light and i'll I like to always think that they're right or at least have good intentions or whatever. I think that's why sometimes I get... Like, in friendships, sometimes it, it goes a bit weird if someone... I've had it before where, where when I was at school when people were a little bit, um, like, bossy to me or, or something and people would comment on it and be like, oh, they don't... They're not very nice to you, but I'd think, no, they are. <laughs> they are, because they're my friend, and if they're my friend, they can't really do anything, like too bad mm. there and i'm yeah i'm quite like that i don't know if that's empathy or sympathy or just i mean if you don't know there's no point asking me oh okay or just something completely different but yeah like people that are close to me they can't really do anything wrong in my eyes they're always in the right or at least partly in the right yeah unless what they're doing is is really bad there's some stuff that i would say that with me I've done, it's not like I've done something really awful, but you've known that what I'm saying isn't right and you've just gone, no, that's that's not how that works. Oh yeah, I think it depends. Like sometimes you'll say things or be like, well, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, mm, that wouldn't be right. That would be the wrong thing to do. <laughs> or I, yeah. Um, yeah, that sometimes happens. But I think I'm quite, at least, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, I do always say it. I kind of speak, speak my truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah, it's interesting cuz I I think you do have sympathy then. Yeah, I just I don't have it it's not like a universal thing. It, I have to really really know someone and like you said my sympathy might just be on a level of I'm trying to uh restore balance. I'm trying to get things back to normal, which isn't yeah. a bad thing. Like yeah. if I'm making someone feel better and doing something to fix something so everything's back to normal so they feel the way they were before the thing that's upset them happened. Even if I'm doing it for what would be considered selfish reasons of it it's better for me if that's the way it is. I don't feel like that's a bad thing. I oh, know you're still doing it. If the outcome's the same yeah. of whether I have genuine sympathy or not, but I'm still doing the same thing as if I did, then I don't think it really matters. And yeah, I can feel sympathetic towards certain people it's just not a thing but yeah it's empathy with me I just can't do it and I think the reason I can't do it is because um the way I react to situations is not how other people react to situations because of my Asperger's and therefore I can't put myself in their shoes because when I do what we're doing is completely different therefore it makes me feel like they've got some sort of agenda or it's like uh what they're doing is false because they're not behaving the way I'm behaving and then I feel like like they're cheating people in some way. But then that's how I am until something happens that would bother me. Yeah, but then nothing bothers me. So but there are like there are things Yeah, but the things that, that bother me don't bother other people. I know. So I would never have anyone come into work or have anyone that I bumped in bumped into that would be upset about something that genuinely upsets me because it doesn't happen. Therefore I could only empathize with someone theoretically that Asperger's was identical to mine. But then, like I, like I said to you in last week's episode, for example, when I spilt the coffee on you, yeah. if that had been the other way around and you'd spilt the coffee on me and I reacted in the same way, yeah. would 
you then feel empathetic? Because, no. No. No, because I got annoyed because I knew you were going to... I kept saying, put your coffee down if you're going to go to <laughs> yeah, sleep. But... You fell asleep, you poured it on me. I got annoyed because I was covered in coffee. But if you'd have kept telling me to put the coffee down if I was falling asleep and I fell asleep and poured it on you and you got angry, I think my reply would be, it's just coffee. It's not acid. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not sure I would be anyway. So I could bump into a clone of me that has like identical Asperger's to mine and he could be getting upset about something that would upset me and there's a strong possibility that I'd be like, quit being a baby. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah maybe not, right. yeah. Because I, I get what you're saying about, because um, you act differently, but I was just thinking, what if someone acted the same? What if someone was upset about the things that you get? Um, mm. Like, we're not really upset, but you, like, if someone's angry about the things you get angry about, I don't know yeah if you'd be on the no no not unless i was angry at the exact same time <laughs> that's the only time i think it would work is if <laughs> i was so hypothetically with the sleeping coffee thing if we both were holding coffee and both fell asleep and then both poured it on each other i don't <laughs> think i'd be annoyed with you when it woke me up <laughs> because i couldn't be because it had happened at the same time i feel like that's the only way it would cancel each other out and i wouldn't be annoyed is I'd be like, oh, there's coffee on me, but there's coffee on you. I guess there's nothing we do about it. Um, but that's the only time I'd do it. And I don't even think there'd be empathy. I think I'd just be like, it's a stalemate. There's nothing I can do about this. Let's just move on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I say, my uh, my sympathy comes out of a, a basis of just wanting people to go back to the way they were, which is kind of true of most emotions for the people that are on the spectrum. Like, we have them. They just behave differently. So my sympathy appears to be sympathy, but the way it works is different to the way NTP sympathy works. Yeah. And I could be wrong about that because I've never actually spoke to an NT person about sympathy, but I've seen enough of it to know how it works and I can read up on it. And um, my ex, Emily, who uh, those of you that listen to the episode that she's on, uh, she's massively sympathetic and massively empathetic. Yeah. Emily's the complete opposite. Yeah. She has really strong both of those. Yes, yeah, she She does. can feel empathy to anyone. Uh, even if she's not been in the situation, for some reason she can hypothetically imagine herself in that situation and then feel what they're feeling. Um, she's got like, she's like the anti-burger in a sense. She has all the stuff people that Asperger's don't have or struggle to do, but she can do it to like a really extreme level to everybody else. Yeah, I remember that from being with her, that her sympathy is insane. She can feel sympathy to, do you know what I mean, to like a plant that's dying in a like garden centre that she's just met. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she can just like, oh, so sad. Look at it. Yeah. Like it needs something. Maybe I can get it some water from the shop. And she'll go buy a bottle of water and start feeding this plant in a garden centre. Like she's like that. Yeah, like complete okay, opposite. With Emily, like sometimes she notices that something like has. Mm, is maybe bothering me before I've noticed that it's bothering me. Yeah, and she's just... there, like, comforting me. And I yeah. think, wait, I'm not annoyed. And then I think, oh, yeah, no, that is coming. It, it, was, it was the same when I lived with her. Like, she'd ask me what was wrong, and I'd be like, nothing's wrong. And then, like, later on in the day, I'd say something. She's like, see? I knew it. And I'd just be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's she's got extreme versions of both. Uh, it's insane. And obviously, I lived with her for nearly five years. So I kind of feel like I do have a scope on how NT uh, empathy and sympathy works because I saw like the super version of it. So I figured that everyone's like that and it's more watered down. But when it's so like raw like that, yeah. you get a good understanding of how it works. That's like one of the benefits, I think, of me 
uh, ever been with Emily is like I learned a lot about how NT people do things because she's like a she's almost like a exaggerated cartoon of like NT behavior in, yeah. in many ways. Like with Emily, that I think something that probably helped you probably with like empathy and sympathy and understanding of them at least would be the fact that whatever she's feeling, she'll say. Yes. Like exactly. Like. I'm the complete opposite in that I will never really talk about how I'm feeling about something. You will sometimes talk about how you're feeling about something, but only if it's angered you. But Emily will just tell you exactly what she's feeling all the time. Like, I think that's quite an interesting quality. I've never known anyone to be quite so... Like, after you broke up, for example, I remember one time we went round there and she just went, oh, I've been missing you a lot recently. Yeah. And, like, she she had, like, a new... She was with her current partner then. So it wasn't in any way, like, bad to him or, like, you know, anything like that. But just the the fact she was saying it, I thought, like, that's so interesting because a, a lot of people, even if they felt that, wouldn't no. say it or would hide it from their new partner, at least. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? But Because there was nothing in it that was, you know wrong she was it was just how she was feeling she was just speaking about it and i think that's an interesting way to be well it was really useful uh because i'd only been diagnosed for a year when we got together um and obviously being with her and living with her and that kind of thing it made me obviously i saw all these like really exaggerated nt behaviors yeah and it made me really highlighted where i was different and how yeah. Uh, which made me understand exactly how my Asperger's works based on what I was seeing her do. Yeah. Because she's like an NT, but she's like a hyper NT. <laughs> she does everything NT people do, but it's a really exaggerated, obvious version of it that anyone can pick up on what it is and how it works. Um, it's why she's always worked in care and that kind of thing, because she cares about everyone yeah. like, so much that she works in like the care sectors and that kind of thing to do stuff. And that's how she is. Uh, it's just the way she is. There's no, like, she doesn't... She's not, like, a closed book. She doesn't hide her behaviour. Yeah. She doesn't hide her emotions. She's not, like, ashamed of certain things that she feels. It's just out. She doesn't care. Like, she's so easy to read. Even if you are, like, really closed off and obviously on the spectrum, she's really easy to to understand what's going on. And it's, it's probably the only NT person that I've really, like, understood what they're doing and what they're thinking. Yeah. Um, but then in itself, I've made the comparison of she's like this, I'm not like that. Uh, or we're similar here, but not similar there. And it pointed out the points of my that are my Asperger's, which then gave me time to think about why and how. Uh, and obviously it helps me in some way interact with NT people because I see like a really watered down, muted version of what she did, but I still understand what it is because I've seen it like fully. So I yeah. kind of get what's going on, which has made it easier for me to interact with people in a sense. Um, and yeah, that's how I kind of know about sympathy and empathy in that sense. It's because I remember what she's like and talking about myself. Uh, I know what I'm like and I can see where my uh, lack of or how it completely doesn't work in the way that it should uh, in a sense. So I can, it's easier to talk about. Uh, and with you, you're just, I think you just, you know yourself better. You don't mask as much as I do. Like you don't hide. Yeah your actual behavior so i feel like you're good at identifying like your behaviors because you've never really hid them so you're more in tune with yeah how you are whereas for me because i hide and pretend a lot i struggle to figure out my own like um 
motivations or intentions with anything I do. Well, I think also like the thing that's different and probably helps me is, I, and I won't talk too much because I know we're like coming to the end, but I don't think like I, I'm not a big overthinker. You're always thinking of so many different things all at once. Like yeah. right now, you're definitely thinking about something that isn't this podcast. I think it's the crickets. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about the crickets because one of them's walking weird. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, the the computer game thing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also thinking about whether I'm going to walk to town or drive to town as well as doing this podcast. Yeah. So you, you're always thinking so many things. Sometimes you wait, like you said, you wake up in the night to do more thinking. Yes. So I don't do that. I'm quite like empty. If anything, if something's like in my head, like a niggling thought, it just irritates me and I, I need to like address it there and then and get it over and done with. So like I'm quite empty a lot of the time. Um, and when something is bothering me or upsetting me, I'm very like, right, I'm going to tackle this now. And I'll think about it. And it, it might take me like an hour or a couple of hours, but I'll really think over everything of like how this is making me feel mm. until I'm done with it. And like we've said about this before, like I don't speak about how I'm feeling until I've really thought over it, understood it like completely. And then I might say, oh, that bothered me. But I'm, like I'm over it by that point because I've thought about it so much that I'm now just whatever. Yeah. Or like that that like made me really happy and maybe I'm still really happy by it. But I've thought about it enough to know that I'm definitely happy with this. Like it's not something that I'm unsure of and maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing. I've decided but I think because I'm like that, that's why I'm maybe understand myself. Like you were saying, like, I think it's because I really think about things because I don't have the other things with you. Like, even if you tried to think you start thinking about so many other things, like even when we're having conversations, sometimes you'll start talking about something and you'll be on to the next thing. I interrupt myself. Thing. You interrupt yourself. With my own thing. That's, that's the thing I do. I know I, I've been criticised before with these episodes that I cut you off or talk over you, which I'm terrible for. I do it with everyone. Yeah. I, I'm a nightmare. And like, if anybody that listens to this does find that annoying, I'm sorry. I literally have no control over it. I've realised I've done it way after I've done it and then it's too late. Um, but I will do it when I'm talking myself. So I'll be talking and then I'll interrupt what I'm saying with something else yeah. and then try and go back and not remember. And then I... I'm all over the place a lot of the time. Like, it doesn't seem like it with these episodes. These episodes, I'm actually a lot more focused oh, yeah. than I normally am. A um, lot different to a normal conversation. A normal conversation with me, I'm, I'm hideous. Like, when we do the videos um, for this, the amount of takes of the videos before it goes up, because I start talking and then I can't remember what I'm supposed to be saying. Every time. About 10. We usually do about 10. Yeah, I, I mess it up a lot because I start talking and I can't think of what's a good thing to say or not to say. Uh, it's bizarre whereas obviously our episodes are just it's just mad ramblings a lot of the time yeah it's just emptying out our thoughts in one go which is why it moves around a lot uh yeah so uh but everyone seems to be okay with it i always find it maybe a bit hard to listen to but um sometimes i listen to these episodes back where i think we've gone a mad rant and then i listen to it back and it's quite coherent and i just think well that's weird yeah i i think like i used to be a bit shyer as well now i try and talk like you don't cut me off, like, very much in the episodes, I don't think. Sometimes you do, like, if we're having a conversation that's not, you know, not being recorded. Sometimes we'll have a conversation, sometimes you do come in, but I know it's not from a place of, like, cutting me off. It's because you've had a thought and you, mm. like, when you have a thought, 
when I have a thought, I have the thought and then I think over it before I say it. I'm very much a big thinker about what I'm going to say. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to cut it. No, I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah, like I, I really think about how am I going to articulate this? Is this going to come out right? I need to make sure I've weighed up the pros and cons. I needed to talk to you about something the other day and I thought about it so much before I said it so that I said everything like as well as I possibly could. Um, when we were on a run. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Whereas with you, I think as soon as you have the thought, it comes out. Yes. Uh, you're quite accommodating, though. Uh, <laughs> when I cut you off or talk over you, you don't get angry. You realise that I'm doing it yeah. because I can't help myself. Uh, and then I think you've kind of got into the habit of like bookmarking in your head where you were. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just carry on talking after. Uh, and yeah, it's just the way to be. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, if I ever do it, like, I wouldn't take it uh, as an offence. I, I, like I say, I do it to everybody. Oh, no, uh, I never I'm, I'm do. terrible for it. Uh, but yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, yes. We better wrap this up. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening again. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining our Facebook group. We're at, like, 400-plus members now. There's been a massive growth of members this week alone. We've added loads of people in, uh, which is great. Everybody in there is talking to each other, and everyone's being nice. And if you want to join the group, you can. It's not really a Them Asperger's podcast group anymore, even though you can talk about our topics. It's more like if you've got questions about autism and specifically Asperger's, but also other levels of autism that you want to chat about in there. It's good for that as well. Uh, we don't mind the people that share articles. Just if I do delete your article, it's because that article's already gone up once before. Um, equally, I, I don't want it to be a lot of places of posts, but uh, there is the old post every now and then, so I don't mind. It's fine. It's not being like spammed with it, so it's okay. Uh, I'd also like to say a special thank you to the person on Instagram that drew a picture of us. <gasps> Yes. Oh my gosh. It's the most amazing thing ever. And it made me so excited. Uh, yeah, I don't normally name people. So it's not like I don't know who you are. And that's why I'm not naming you just to say it's just obviously I don't want to give out your like Instagram name and have loads of people like go on your wall or anything like that if you're not into that. Because obviously we are on the spectrum. A lot of us like to keep a low profile, especially on social media. It's why we never name people when we said somebody's asked this question on here or that. I don't like naming the people because there's a lot of people that listen to us that aren't on social media because of the way social media can yeah. be. So uh, the person that did the picture on Instagram, thank you again. But like I say, it's not like I'm not, not giving you credit for it. I just don't want to say it in case like everybody goes on your wall and... You know you don't want you don't want that. So, uh, but yeah, thank you. Thank we were you. we were tagged in it though. So if you do have us on Instagram, you can see it. I think. Can we, we just post it? Yeah, I was actually going to message this person and ask if we can use it because we'll just repost it. It's on so our cool. It's the most amazing thing ever. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that was great. Uh, also, like I say, themaspergers at gmail dot com. If you don't have social media, it's not the fastest reply from us, but we try. Um, I will get back to. There's a couple of emails that are still unread at the moment that i'm going to try and do this week uh we're on twitter same again uh we're everywhere private messages on facebook and twitter if you want to talk to us as well privately also that's cool we will get back to you in time but yeah that's it thank Thanks you again for so listening. much for listening bye